Unfolding the eternal excellences, the hidden insights of the truth and the depth of the riches of wisdom and knowledge. The Bible says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have not pointed to your weaknesses. He says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have pointed to your strength. And this is your strength, that I am Christ in you, the hope of glory. The glory of freedom, the glimpses into eternity. The gospel is not supposed to be an assumption. It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the Word. Come on, give God some worship. Give God some worship. Give God some praise. Like a rushing of a mighty wind. Just give God some worship. Tell him God we worship you. In this worship we believe you're going to change things. There is a worship that changes things. Because at the revelation of Jesus, every knee bows and every tongue confesses that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Tears so sweet to trust in Jesus. Just to take him out his words Just to rest upon his promise Just to
thank God for his grace. Speaking together, one another, each one to itself. He says in spiritual songs and hymns, making melody in your heart. Because you're filled by the Holy Ghost. That's oh now when we sing them, we know what they mean. In Christ alone, my hope is found. He is the light, my strength, my soul. This cornerstone is solid ground. Gone through the fences,
I love the next verse. He's oh, he's coming. His blood support you in the wilderness. When all around my soul gives away, he's standing on my hopes. Oh, Christ the song. Some of you have not mentioned your name, but you, you should receive your healing now. There is 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 healing now. Listen, I hear there is somebody, and to be exact, it was about two hours ago. You, told, you were telling God, I'm tired of not seeing. I'm tired of being blind. God is anointing you from there. You don't need to come. Just receive it. I thank you for the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, heal. Touch. Heal. Touch. Heal. Touch. Heal. Touch. 
touch and heal receive your healing right now in the name of Jesus receive your healing right now in the name of Jesus I see a prophetic anointing on this young woman God use you receive your healing right now receive your healing right now receive your healing right now thank you Lord Jesus God opens your eyes child of God receive your healing right now receive it in the name of Jesus 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 receive your healing right now receive it receive it receive it receive it receive it there's somebody you've been feeling pain when you step in your foot you're under your foot there's a sharp pain where are you right now in the name of Jesus we speak healing in that foot receive your healing right now in the name of Jesus thank you Lord anybody else thank you Lord Jesus thank you God also tells me to pray for your teeth you understand what's wrong with them they what they pain how long have they been painting two years somebody stretch your hands towards her God speaks and he redeems stretch your hands towards this woman God is healing you not only of the problem that brought you here but your teeth too in the name of Jesus you are the Lord my healer you are the Lord and he led me you have a healing anointing And he somebody this week eh? 
you went to the doctor, you were feeling weak in your body, and they tell you that you have diabetes. Come. You have diabetes. Come. In the name of Jesus, God heal you. God heal you. Diabetes, come. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed. You're the one? Thank you, Lord. Power of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God anointed. Where is the diabetes person? Raise your hands. You have a brother. He's also diabetic. You ask, find out. He's also diabetic. Tell him to go for a checkup. He also needs healing. Father, in the name of Jesus, that diabetes goes. Insulin grows. She's going to go for a checkup in the name of Jesus. And she'll be healed in the name of Jesus. responsible of many things in your life somebody gave it to you to eat but the eating came with a consequence from the day you ate you've never had peace everything around you seems to die you might not even know that you're the one but right now as I'm speaking you're feeling yeah bring her here bring her here Bring her here. Bring her here. There's another one also. There's another one. You ate stuff you're not supposed to eat. I command that stuff. I command it out. I command it out. I command it out. I command it out. There's another person. You're feeling nausea. You're feeling nauseated. Nausea. You ate that stuff. Bring her. Bring them. God is delivering. Bring them here. Bring them here. You're feeling nauseated. You feel like, in fact, there's somebody, that stuff is going to come out of your mouth. You're going to start coughing it out. Out! 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 Bring that person. People feed people with stuff and they destroy their whole life. Witchcraft cannot stand in the presence of Almighty God. It cannot stand in the presence of Almighty God. You ate something. You ate something. Somebody's even feeling nauseated right now in the name of Jesus. I command that stuff out of you. Vomit it out. Vomit it out. Vomit it out. Vomit it out. Cough it out. 
Whatever you ate is going to come out. Bring them here. Come out. Come out. Come out. Come out. In the name of Jesus. In fact, there is somebody from the day you ate that stuff, you became addicted to alcohol. Come out. Come out. Come out. Come out. We have to get it out. Everything you've eaten. That is not that one was even going to be barren. You spirit. Get out. Get out. Help them. Help them. Come on. Separate her from this one. Separate her from this one. Get out. Get out. It's coming out. It's coming out. It's coming out. Fire. 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 It's coming out. Brother, you're getting delivered. Come out. Come out. Come out. In the name of Jesus, sister in purple. In, in pink. Vomit it out. Spit it out. 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 Cough it 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 out. Out of your system. You're free. You're going to succeed. You're going to be a success. Come on, clap for Jesus. You're going to be a success. Whether the devil wants it or not. Out! 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 There's a lady... She had daughters who were not getting married. And then she went to somebody's daughter. And they told her that if you feed her with this, your girls will get married and this one will never get married. People are evil. Tonight in the name of Jesus, God delivers you. 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 you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That lady in purple, I see that. I see like they got her name and named it against a snake. That lady in purple. And they dedicated her. That one in purple, yes. Right now, in the name of Jesus, we separate you from that snake. We command it out of your life. We command it to lose you. Your hands are free. God is delivering you. In the name of Jesus. For who saw the sunsets free. Is free indeed. Somebody say I must be a success. I cannot fail. 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 In the name of Jesus, I will never fail. I will never fail. I will never fail. I will never fail. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Clap for Jesus because it's done. It's done. 
is done. That is death. That right there is death. The spirit of death was upon your life. But God delivers you right now. Your spirit of death. Lose her. Lose her. Lose her. Look at it. 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 It's gone. It's gone. Clap for Jesus. 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 Brother, come. Yeah. I need to pray for your digestive system. You know why? How long have you had the problem? One year. One year. I was seeing that you are going to develop something like a cancer in your stomach. But my Lord has told me to tell you, tonight cancer goes. Somebody stretch your hands towards this man. Cancer, get out of this system. Go. And never should you come back again. Somebody clap for Jesus. 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 You may be seated. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Allow me to preach. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Right now, I don't know who I'm talking to, but there's somebody. You've been telling God I'm tired of renting. I'm tired of renting. God delivers you from renting. In the name of Jesus Christ. You will see it with your own eyes. You'll see it with your own life. Somebody here is going to testify soon. You're going to get a house you didn't build. I'm sure. And don't worry, you'll stay holy. Brother, your days of loss are over. People have been cheating you. Eh? People don't pay you. I've seen a lot of money that the devil had held in your, from you. But the Lord tells me to tell you today. People are even going to be paying you more than you deserve. In the name of Jesus Christ. More than you deserve, God says. You'll not work for much and earn little. From today, that is gone. You'll work little and earn much. In Jesus' mighty name. Somebody clap for Jesus. Somebody clap for Jesus. Clap for Jesus. Clap for Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I also see... I don't know whether you've started it or not, but I see a show. If you have not started it, eh, I see a grace. God is going to open a door for you to own a very, very, very distinct retail shop. It's going to come with a lot of grace on it. Have you planned to do a shop before? or? Eh? When did you plan it? This year. Can you believe it? This year he was planning to start the retail shop. I've seen it. He says this year was, he was planning to start it. But I've seen it. It's going to be a success. Clap for Jesus. Let me start preaching. We're going to see it. Hallelujah. It is done. Those who can't see it, those who can't, it's okay. Bask in the presence. Praise the Lord. This year God said we are. 
answers to prayer. Hallelujah. Somebody gave me news this week. They got a multi-million deal out of the blue. From rags to riches. <laughs> this thing works. Tell your neighbor, this thing works. Say with your mouth and say this here. By the time it's over. People are not going to recognize the success upon my life. Say it again. Say this year. By the time it's over. People are not going to be able to recognize the success upon my life. In the name of Jesus. Do you believe it? I said, do you believe it? Because of the theme that we have for the year, I'm deliberately going to be preaching in a certain direction. If you were here last week, this is going to be like a continuation of what we shared last week. Did you love it? I'm going to continue digging deeper into last week. Hallelujah. Because the Lord told me from January, February, all through March, I have to start opening up your spirits. Right now, what I'm sharing is widening your tents for you to receive. Hallelujah. This year, we're going to be answers. And there is no better way than to show people the way of grace. Because where grace is, answers come. Hallelujah. Do you know why certain things happen easier for certain people and harder for certain people? Some people have understood grace, the person. When you understand grace, the person, you don't struggle. You don't struggle. But when you, understand, when you don't understand him, you're going to do a lot of things and you're going to see very little out of what you're going to do. We are winning souls in simplicity. We are multiplying in simplicity. As we are multiplying as a ministry, you're also going to multiply personally in your own personal life. Now I'm prophesying. Should I shake a bit? I won't. You're going to increase in your personal life. Just get a hold of it and say, that's me. I need to share something very pertinent. And uh, let's begin from Romans chapter 4, verses 14. Let's read. The Bible says, For if they which are of the law be heirs, faith is made void, and the promise made of none effect. That means that if any man who is under the law is going to inherit the promise of God, then faith is made of no effect. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Any man, if, if you're saying that because somebody's under the law, they're going to receive the promise of God, the Bible says, then faith is made void of its essence. What does that mean? If a man under the law walks in the promise of God, then faith is useless. God is as surely as telling you, there is no way a man under the law can walk in the promise. It's impossible. Because then the essence of faith is disqualified. There is no essence of faith anymore when a man says that I have attained under the law what I could not attain under grace. Some of you must understand that grace and law are more serious than doctrine. They are ways of life. That is why many times God substitutes grace with spirit. Praise the Lord. He substitutes grace with spirit. He says, for if they which are of the Lord be heirs, faith is made void, and the promise is made of none effects. Next verse. 15. And he says, because, listen, the law worketh wrath. The law worketh 
wrath. For where there is no law, there is no transgression. I don't understand why people don't understand this. Where there is no law, there is no transgression. Do you know what that means? When you remove the law, people stop sinning. Very simple. Where you put the law, people will sin more. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Next verse. He says, therefore, let's read that all together. It is of that it might be by read it again. It is of that it might be by that means any man who declares to say that I am moving into a particular grace, he can only move into that grace by faith. Faith is the access to grace. There is a grace of multiplication financially. There is a grace of having a successful marriage. There is a grace of having a successful business. There is a grace of being a successful consultant, a successful business person, a successful operation manager, a successful CEO, a success, success, uh, executive uh, director, a successful uh, mentioned lawyer, a successful pilot, a successful journalist, a successful preacher, a successful minister, a successful wife, a successful husband, a successful everything. He says, if you are talking of the grace that has to make you a success in this world, it can only begin by faith. That means God does not accord grace to something that does not begin from a faith perspective. And what is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. He continues to say, to the end, he says, that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Now understand the language here. Let's go back to the diction used by the KJV. The KJV has said that this grace if it begins from a faith perspective, that grace extends to all the seed, not that only which is of the law, but also to that which is of the faith of Abraham. Did you hear that? There is a seed of the faith of Abraham, not the faith in Abraham, the faith of Abraham. There is a seed of the faith of Abraham. There are people out of Abraham which God blesses because of the faith of Abraham. He says he gives us power to make wealth. That he might establish the covenant that he made with our fathers. Your wealth story has even nothing to do with you. God is honoring Abraham. He told him your seed shall be great. He said I shall multiply it. It shall be great in, the, in all of the earth. What does that mean? Very simple. It shall be great. God is honoring something that he made to Abraham. A promise that he has to fulfill. Somebody say amen. Next verse. We're still in Romans. Uh-huh. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. Before him whom he believed, even God who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which are not as though they are. Did you hear that? God quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which are not as though they are. Why? Because it's a faith experience into grace. Because you begin from faith, to walk into a particular grace, 
You begin from a substance of what you hope. You begin from an evidence of what you don't see. Because you begin from a faith perspective. You must learn to call things that are not as though they are. Even God does it. Give me the message version of that. Here you are. Message version. We call Abraham father. Not because he got God's attention by living like a saint. Underline it. Abraham did not go it. God didn't say, ah, this guy is he's living like a saint. Let me bless him. No. He says we did not call him Abraham our father because God got his attention by, by living like a saint. But because God made something, listen, out of Abraham when he was a nobody. Do you know why we call him our father? Because that's our lineage. We are not a success because we are saints. We are a success because God himself made something out of us when we were nothing. Say that's me. Tell your neighbor, Mugambe, seriously, Mugambe, that is me right there. Are we together? Are we together? And the Bible says, you're going to love this. Is it not what we've always read in scripture? God saying to Abraham, I set you up as a father of many peoples. And Abraham, the Bible says, was first named father and then became a father. Did you hear that? He was first named father. Then he became, read it again. Adam, Abraham was first what? Made a father. And then he, so they first name you. And then you become Why? Because the Bible says He dared to trust God To do what only eh, God could do Raise dead to life With a word Make something Out of nothing Did you see the principle? You're called first And then you become That is why if you go to churches and they say, singles, put up your hands. Don't put up. <laughs> there are conferences I can't attend. But we are having a conference of Simanya how to be rich. I can't attend it. <laughs> put a conference and say, we have put a conference of rich people. That one I'll attend it. Oh, Rabazele Mandolosa. Why? Because I call it and then become it. When your child does something at home and you want to whoop them, slap their face and tell them, you wise child, poor. But some of you, the way you are raised, your fathers were legal even when they were not believers. Somebody say amen. Listen. If that is how God does it, you can't do it another way. He raises the dead. He calls the dead to life and calls those things that are not as though they are. Some of you, you enjoy pity parties and victimized mode. It's a mode. 
I have problems. I have problems. I have problems. You understand what I'm saying? And because justification is through faith, God will prove it that you have problems. Because you believe it. Are you hearing me? I wish some of you step in the shoes of the, where some of us have walked. You'd understand we just don't preach. We know what we are talking about. We know what we are talking about. You see stuff going south and you refuse to believe it. You, oh my Kerebasawa. Everything looks like it's taking you back. But you stay believing. And say I refuse to think like that. I refuse to think like that. Why? Because my, my spirit has. Oh I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I feel. I don't know something just dropped in this room. I don't know that you feel it. Are you feeling it? You know some people don't understand. That grace, faith, the message of grace precedes every move of the spirit. It precedes. Let me show you something in Luke 24. Let's open somewhere in Luke 24. Let, let, me, let, me, let me share it. It, it, some, it. it will bless somebody. Verse 46. Verse 46. Luke 24, 26. I'm coming back to Romans though. Don't close it. He says, and he said unto them, who is that? Okay, probably from verse 35. This is Jesus. He says, they opened their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. You see, that means that they had scriptures, but they did not have the understanding of them, right? Mark you, I'll preach to someone soon. I, I shared somewhere yesterday, but in a funeral version of what it means to broke bread. Because the true revelation of the Christ comes when the bread is broken. I'll share it. I, I had a lot to share I couldn't share yesterday. But I'll share it for some of you who need to know and understand that without the breaking of bread, there is no revelation. That is why the Bible says when he break bread, they knew him and then he disappeared. Right? Anyway, if we continue there, he says he opened their eyes, right? Okay, he opened their what? Their understanding that, that they might understand the scriptures. That means they had the scriptures, but they did not understand them. And the Bible says, and said unto them, thus it is written, and thus it is behoved, Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead, the, the what? The third day. And now next verse says, and that, listen, when, when their eyes were opened to understanding the scriptures, listen to the most powerful word. It says, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations. And it says, beginning from Jerusalem. Mark that. Beginning from Jerusalem. He says, when he was going, he told them, look, this is the guy who was dead and raised. To this effect, that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name. Are you hearing me? And then the next verse says, and they were all, and ye are all witnesses to these things. And the next verse says, and behold, I send the promise. How does a promise come? After the message goes down there in Jerusalem. He says, and behold, I send the promise of my father upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. 
Are you seeing what I'm saying? So, he tells them there is a message going to come. Repentance, remission of sins. I take away sin. As you continue to preach it in Jerusalem, tarry there. Because as you're preaching it, power will come. (laughs) I don't know who I'm talking to. He says as you're preaching it, power will come. So, what preceded the upper room experience was the preaching of a man which remits sin. T- take us back a bit. I'm really finding the message version. Uh-huh. Give me the message. Uh-huh. And he said unto them, thus it is written and thus it is be- uh-huh. He said, you can see now how it is written that the Messiah suffers, rises from the dead on the third day. Uh-huh. And then a total life change through the forgiveness. Do you see what happens? What, 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 what happens when you're forgiven? Hey! What happens when a man is forgiven? Read it again. What happens when a man is forgiven? He says, a total life change through the forgiveness of sins is proclaimed in his name to all nations, starting from here, from Jerusalem. And the Bible says, and you're the first to hear and see it, and you're the witnesses. That means go and preach that. So they go in Jerusalem telling, there's a guy who forgives sin. And when he forgives sin, your life changes. There's a guy who is exposing grace. And the moment grace comes, your life changes. Oh, 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 oh. The assembly get it wrong. They go in the city telling, there's a guy whose face is full of brimstone and fire. He judges like a lion. He has a sword in his hand. He's going to kill you. They scare you to the game. Oh, okay. I'm born again. I'm born again. I'm going again. Don't kill me. I'm accepting you as my Lord and Savior. No. Power is not where judgment is. I said power is not endowed where judgment is. Tell your neighbor power is not endowed where judgment is. But power is endowed where grace is availed. Say it one more time. Until everyone said this. Power is endowed where grace is preached. He says go and tell them that the life of a man being totally changed does not begin when I tell them to stop sinning. It doesn't begin when I start quarreling with their sin. It doesn't begin when I start burning one by one. He burnt Israel and they still rebelled. He says the total life change begins when you start to speak forgiveness of sins. Forgiveness of sins. And he says and you are you've heard it. Now I want you to go in Jerusalem. Firstly and preach it. And while it was preached, the Bible says, what comes next is the very important. Do you see the order of the spirit? What comes next, which means there's some that was before, which was the preaching of forgiveness. When grace is preached, he says, what comes next? He says, I'm sending what my father promised to you. So stay here in the city until it arrives, until you are equipped with power from on high. And the next verse says, and then he led them out of the city to Bethany, Raising his hands, he blessed them. And the Bible says that while blessing them, took his leave, being carried into the heaven. He realized the moment this is done, if they can understand this, I don't need to be here. They will handle. Look at religion. Look at religion. It is trying to clap. It can't clap. It can't believe that the good news are really so good. Some can say, ah, apostle, I want to demonstrate power. Certain things come first. Understand grace. Power will come. I said understand grace. Power will come. 
Understand how much a man is forgiven. Power will come. Preach the forgiveness of sins. Power will come. You remember in Acts 13? While uh, Paul was speaking. Acts 13 begins when he saw. Even though he was born again. Right? Acts 13 says, and while they prayed, you know, the prophets which were at Antioch, Simeon, Simon and Manai and all these prophet teachers. He says now where they're in the church was the Dandiok prophets, uh, teachers and Barnabas Simeon that was called Niger, Lucius of Siren and Manian, which had been brought up with Herod, uh, the Tetrarch and so. And the Bible says, and as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, separate me, Barnabas and Saul. Even though the guy was born again, he was still Saul. Sinner. Right? He was still a what? A soul. Some people think that he became Paul immediately after the conversion on his way to Damascus. No. Even after the conversion in his way to Damascus, he was still soul. Can you believe that? He was a believer. He always told people, Jesus is Lord. He was always in, in the presence of Almighty God in the synagogues, arguing. He had, he had believed. God had opened his eyes. He had converted him from a sinner into a righteous man. But he was still called soul. The Holy Spirit still called him soul. The Holy Spirit. It knew that the man was born again, but there was a conversion that was not complete. He goes after he's separated for the work of ministry. After the separation of the work of ministry, the scriptures are clear. After that separation of the work of ministry, the scriptures are clear that while he's preaching grace, he tells them, be it known unto you, men and women, that through this man, Jesus, he says he's preached the forgiveness of sins. When we are preaching that man, we only, he says, be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness. You see, even Paul says, forgiveness of sins. Next verse. Hey. And by him, huh? all, somebody say all. Backbenchers say all. All that believe. The Bible says all. He says all that believe are justified from all. Hallelujah. Backbenchers say all. All things from which you could not be justified by the law of Moses. And the next verse says, Beware therefore, lest that come upon you which is spoken of in the prophets. And the Bible says, Behold, you despise us and wander and perish, for I walk a walk in your days, a walk which you shall in no wise believe, though a man declare it unto you. And next verse, And when the Jews were gone out of the synagogue, the Gentiles, they said, they besought these words that they might be preached to them the next Sabbath. They said, Ah, yeah, 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 this is the message. This is the message. And when the Jews were gone out, yeah, the next verse says, And now when the congregation was broken up, many of the Jews and religious proselytes followed, now it becomes Paul. When he was sold, he went to them. After preaching to them, when he became Paul, they started following him. <laughs> when you're sold, you follow money. When you become Paul's, money follows you. When you're sold, you follow righteousness. When you're Paul, righteousness follows you. When you're sold, you, follow, you seek after healing. When you're Paul, healing follows you. When you're sold, you seek to multiply. When you're Paul, multiplication seeks you. 
Somebody say these things are looking for me. So get it. Put your hand on your head and confess and say these things are looking for me. You can't feed on this stuff and stay no more. I swear. And Barnabas, in Acts 13, the beginning it was Barnabas and Saul. Saul was even second place. Later now, the order switched. It's Paul and Barnabas. He even overtook Barnabas in the spirit. Then you ask yourself, why is it that this guy is rising up? Why is his ministry growing? Why is it? Because you see, the man has understood grace. There is something that's falling on Uganda. Oh, has fallen. <laughs> Church is going to change. Pastors, our ministries are going to change. Men will fly to come and see you. Hear your God and believe him. Why? Because every time you speak, they will hear life. Even if you're not a preacher, your shop will have life. Your family will have life. Your ministry will have life. Your business will have life. Your office where you're seated, that desk, a man will come with cancer and it will walk out. Say, I believe it. The order of the spirit changed. Next verse. And the next Sabbath. Give me the message of that. I love the way the message puts it. The message says the next Sabbath, the next Sabbath came around. Practically, the whole city showed up. (laughs) Practically, the whole city showed up. When he was sold, he was looking for them. When he became Paul, the whole city... Oh, Maranda, Lako, Rabara, Rosapata! Speak a tongue in just 10 seconds. Let me allow you to speak a tongue in your ministry. Just do 10 seconds of a tongue. Say something that... Oh, Raparantu, Rose, Reba, Zalabaye, Reba, Kola, Rata, Raba, Baba, Rekorante, Arekore, You're dangerous to hell. You're dangerous to the devil. That's why I'm sure the most successful businessmen are here. The most successful consultants are here. The most successful worshippers are here. The deepest men on the face of the earth, they are seated around here in the name of Jesus. The most anointed healing machines that the world has ever seen. Hey! Speaking of the things that are not as though they are. Deliverance is taking place. No demon can stand this. No demon can stand it. God intended that the gospel forgiveness of sins first be preached. Because if it is, the spirit will come. Somebody say, I've been praying for God to fill me with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, but I have failed. Very simple. You're in the law. Understand that you're forgiven and loved. Tongues will come. Do you want to function in healing? A crazy anointing on your life. Understand his forgiveness and love for you. You will know he can't put you to shame. He can't put you to shame. Every time you show up, he will show up. In the name of Jesus. Wherever you will be. Wherever you will be. So let's go back to Romans. I need to show us something. We're in the message. 
I think 14, we're about 17. He says, give me the message version. He says, we call Abraham father, not because he got God's attention by living like a saint. It doesn't mean that God doesn't want us to live like saints. It only means he respects the order. The order is firstly, we believe. And secondly, the sainthood comes. Some people say, ah, when you preach the grace, you're telling people to sin. No, we're telling people, first embrace grace, you'll walk out of sin. For you, you're telling people, walk out of sin, then grace will come. That means you're basing them on works to attain grace. Yet God has said it's faith that it will be of grace. You're wrong. Hallelujah. Now, the Bible says, um, he was first named and then became a father because he dared to trust God to do what only God could do to raise, what? The dead to life with a word to make something out of nothing. Aideen, when everything was hopeless. Now I'm talking to somebody when you can look at yourself and say, everything about me is hopeless. No, I'm serious. There's somebody in this room, you don't even have where to sleep tonight. That's a hopeless situation. There's somebody you've looked for jobs for years and you've failed to get a job. That's a hopeless situation. You've believed God for many things, many times, and you've not seen results. That's a hopeless situation. It's very hopeless. Are we together? Any hopeless situation, you've believed, whatever you have, or ministry, or marriage, whatever it is, you've believed God, and you've gotten to wit's end, and you've said, okay, I've done everything you like, or whatever is necessary to do. I've gone on prayer mountain, I've fasted, prophets have laid hands, apostles have cast out, teachers have taught, evangelists have evangelized. Try this one. Try this one. Try this one. Why? Because Abraham was there. He's the living example. Every time you try to do things through your own power. Are you hearing me? Every time you try to do things through your own power, God will prove to you that you can't. Why? Because he doesn't want you to glory in your own strength. Man was not made to glory in his own strength. Man was made to glory in God. Somebody say amen. You remember when God was dealing with Abraham, we're going to come back there. In Genesis 15, he starts a certain relationship with him. Right? All through to 16. In 17, he comes to him again. Right? Verse 1. And he says, and when Abraham was 99 years, right, of old, the Lord appeared unto Abraham and said unto him, I am the almighty, walk before me and be thou perfect. Do you know how many people misinterpret that scripture? Because every time they see walk before me and be perfect, they think, ah, God is saying, do everything in your own power to be perfect, I'll bless you. That's not the truth. That's not the teaching. If you read the Hebrew word therefore before me, it is the word that is translated, is actually the word there is panaim, and panaim is actually translated as walk because of me. People read walk before me. It's actually, 
In fact, the true word is panayim, meaning walk because of me. So, if I actually remove that rendering of English, the true translation is, when Abraham was 19 years old, 99 years old, huh? hey, the Lord appeared to him and said unto him, walk because of me. Then you'll be perfect. Why is he telling him? He has spent 13 years without talking to him from the day he used the human effort at the age of 86 to produce an Ishmael. He stopped talking to him. 13 years. Why? He told him, I'm going to give you a child. But then he didn't see the way to get a child. What did he do? He started using human effort to fulfill the promise of God. Sarah tells him, I have a mistress called Hagar. Go into her. Uh, Abraham didn't waste his time. <laughs> he went. Do you understand? After he went and he gave birth to Ishmael, God never spoke to Abraham again. His voice was withheld. He loved him, but he couldn't speak to a man who had used the human effort when he was supposed to attain through the working of the spirit. So he comes back after 13 years, after 13 years, Ishmael is 13 years, and who knows the, 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 number, the number 13? The number 13 is rebellion. That means he could not speak to Abraham in rebellion. And what is in rebellion? Doing in your own strength what God has to do in his own strength in you. That's rebellion. 13 years he didn't speak to him. But he had still counted him righteous. But he couldn't speak to him. Why? Because he, he didn't see where to communicate to a man who was using his own strength. That means Abraham received grace early, but he took long to receive it in his heart. And he shut the voice of God of him. But there was grace to cover him in that sin. <laughs> Until he comes to him and tells him now, eh? Psych up, brother. Walk because of me. Don't walk because of your own strength. And then he tells him very clearly, that was when circumcision took place. That's the thing Paul goes back to. And he asks, was the righteousness accorded on Abraham before circumcision or after circumcision? And he says the righteousness was imputed on him before circumcision. And then he received circumcision as a seal of the righteousness he had while he was yet uncircumcised. And how does that come? The seal of circumcision affirming the righteousness he had while yet uncircumcised came because God had opened his spirit to walking because of God, not because of him. Am I making sense? So it's possible to be under grace and still not hear the voice of God. Every time you use human effort, his voice is withdrawn. It doesn't mean that grace is withdrawn from you. No. Grace will stay. You'll stay healthy, what? But you'll not hear him as you ought to until you stop using your own strength. That is why hearing in the spirit is a grace. If you fast for it, it will never come. Some of you have prayed for it and you failed to hear. That's the truth. It's a grace. It's a grace. You have to receive it in grace. You have to begin from a faith perspective. You have to trust that what God is telling you is true. I have to trust that, I have to trust, for example, that his, what I heard about his stomach was true. I had to trust. I had to believe it before I welcome the grace to minister to him. 
Now, many of you, God speaks to you, but you close him up when you use human effort. You think he's going to move because you've overprayed and overfasted. God doesn't move because you've overprayed and overfasted. He moves because he must move. God is going to make you famous. Not because you, you are a, 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 a... No, listen. Your work is nothing compared to what he wants to do in your life. Somebody say amen. Now let's go back to Romans thing. I wanted to show us something here. Very important. He says, uh, when everything was hopeless, Abraham did what? Deciding to live not on the basis of what he saw he couldn't do. But on what God said, oh, he would do. Do you see that? He says, don't move on the basis of what you think you can do. Oh, I can't do this, therefore I cannot go this. Oh, I can't do this, therefore I cannot do this. I can't do this because I'm like this. Oh, I can't do this because I'm like this. That is the law. Because again, you've pointed back to self. That's pride. Everywhere there is self is pride because it's you, not him. Do you know it's pride to say I can't? Some of you think pride is when you say, <laughs> I mean, humility, you call it humility. <laughs> ah, who am I? Nzani. <laughs> You don't know who you are. You don't know who you are. You don't know who you are. Creation is groaning to see you, and then it comes. And while it is coming for your manifestation, it, it, it hears you saying, Who am I? Then it says, Okay, this is not the one. <laughs> Hallelujah! Amen. Are you learning something? So, he did not go back to what he thought he could do. That is why there is one thing God has delivered me from. My ability. Callum delivered from it. I am so free from what I can do. Every time my heart and spirit is open to what he wants and can do. Eh, me, I just go to him and I say, Do you want to raise a dead guy? What do you want to do? I'm here. You understand what I'm saying? Always carry that attitude. You're looking for the most successful businessman I'm around. I, I'm not going to base on what I can do and what I can't do. I'm around. Just, just me, I'm around. Hallelujah. You're going to enter things. And I'm speaking in your spirit. You're going to enter things. And men are going to look at them and say, that was not him. That was not her. She doesn't have the charisma. She didn't have the oration. He didn't have the money. But boy, he still made it. That is why prepare these next coming months. You're going to hear people making statements like, I didn't know you could. (laughs) I'm not excited. I'm happy. I'm man. I'm more than excited. I do you understand why? Some people think we are just screaming. We are not. We are not. Some of you, if I need to take you back, first reverse, rewind like many years ago. I can tell you, we used to celebrate healings at Ankara when there were no people. You, you sit at Ankara like this. You say, heal in the name of Jesus. And then the guy heals in your head. <laughs> then they hear you shouting, <laughs> This gospel is foolishness. It looks crazy. 
But you'll never see God until you run a little bit mad. That's called faith. The electricity guys chuck you off because you can't pay your car. And then you switch on the TV. Then you watch. I'm telling you things that we used to do. One time when hostel were watching TV, electricity chucked. I told people, me, I don't know it has chucked. I continued watching. By faith. I don't know it has chucked. I refuse to. You see, everything is because you admit it in your heart. Admission. You let it enter. You remember when he's talking about the carnal man? He says that the carnal man cannot receive neither design the things of the spirit for they are spiritually designed. That carnal man, they cannot design. The Amplified says that man, the non-spiritual, cannot admit in his heart. The reason why you're refusing to admit it is because you're not as spiritual. But when you become spiritual, the Bible says you start to admit in your heart. You admit it. You accept craziness. You don't just go to a doctor and then they gave you news and then you say, ah, oh, I'm dead. Oh, no. No. You fight on. You fight on. Because what you have not admitted in your heart cannot take place. If you have not understood it, look for a sermon called the Shunammite woman. Let's read. One, two, three, let's go. Uh-huh. Read. One, two, three, let's go. Natural man, non-spiritual, does not welcome, accept, welcome, or admit into his heart. Did you see that? It's up to you to either welcome and accept it and admit it in your heart or refuse it. Or refuse it. Listen. Your marriage is over when you say it is. Why did he marry you? Your life is over when you say you're done. Why did God give you life? To take it away from you? No. Life is a gift and these gifts are without repentance. God didn't anoint you to fail you. He did not and he will never. Somebody say amen. amen. Now let's go back to Romans. I want to finish because of time. I want to let some of you rush home. In everything, the Bible says, when everything was hopeless... Abraham believed anyway, deciding to live not on the basis of what he saw he couldn't do, on what God, but on what God said he would do. And so, he was made the father of multitudes of people. God himself said what? To him, you are? You're going to have a big family. And the next verse says, Abraham didn't focus on his own impotence and say, ah, it's hopeless. This hundred, this hundred year old body could never father a child. Nor did he survey. I love the way he said it. Nor did he what? Survey. The what? Sounds decades of infertility. <laughs> some of you, there is a way you survey. Well, some of, 
While some of us are, are surveying the wanderer's cross, some of you are surveying, you're surveying inability. You're thinking, okay, even last time I failed, even last time they, they promised me and then they didn't fulfill. Even last week I tried it and it failed. Even last year I tried it and again I tried it. You're surveying. You're surveying. Are you hearing me? While you're surveying your failures, there's a man surveying success. He's 19 years old, 100 years old. His wife is 90 something. But the guy has refused to look at the deadness of that womb. Why? Because he's persuaded about who promised. Simplest terms. Don't look at what you go through. Refuse. You can sleep hungry and wake up and dance most. Even more than people who are slept on, who slept on, on, on water beds. Why? Because you judge him who promised to be faithful. Every time you sit on your bed and start imagining negative stuff, switch up and imagine good stuff. That's called spiritual warfare. Every Thursday, I have to see you coming. Every Thursday, I have to see you coming. Whether it rains or it shines, I have to see you coming. I have to see you healed. I have to see you successful. I have to see you increasing. I have to see you. I cannot say, I don't see. I have to see you. Because if I don't, you won't come. Are you hearing me? Stop surveying funny things. Oh, Simanya, there's somebody here. Your boss has warned you. Simanya, the, your, the contract is coming to an end and they have promised that they're not going to Simanya continue. The, that is them. Hey! Don't look at the expair of contract. Look at the God who is bigger than any contract. You are a promised child. If they refuse to give business, Marikeo, God is the God of business. Another man will open up for you. In the name of Jesus. If they walk away, let them go. God will bring more. You have God. Don't trust the arm of flesh. It will surely fail you. Don't observe lying vanities. The Bible says you'll forsake your own mercy. I see strong stuff that is funny. I say I refuse. These guys have learned a lot with me. They have seen me through the hardest times. I smile most. I believe God. Man, you have... You have to look at your shoe and say this is the most expensive shoe in the whole world. Even if it's full of carbon, you have to believe. Faith is when you need to be convinced that you're not what you believe. That is faith. People get surprised about miracles. You're supposed to be surprised if it doesn't work. <laughs> that is how you say. Eh? How? You see? My God, it worked. No, you're not supposed to be su- You're supposed to just celebrate when it happens. But don't be surprised. But when it doesn't happen, be shocked. This is not me. Deliverance is taking place. (laughs) Demons are hearing. We're saying, What's this? Hallelujah. 
Now let's continue. I want to finish. Next verse. He didn't tiptoe around God's promise asking cautiously, skeptical questions. How are you going to do it? How? With who? Now we don't have a connection. How are we going to come? We don't have a white man. How are we going to afford two million dollars for land? How? How? Where? Eh? Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if the other time it failed, how can it happen now? But here, I also have another question. Now, if it's going to work this way, how? Where? What? What is? No, no, you don't ask. I tell people, faith does not ask. You just believe. Oh! I don't ask questions. If he says he's going to do it, I don't want to know how. And, oh, that's unbelief. That is unbelief. Where am I going to get the money? Then he told me that I will send a man. Me, I don't ask those questions. Because I feel every time I ask God, I'm unbelieving. Tell your neighbor, plant into the promise. Tell your neighbor, plant into the promise. Don't ask questions. Don't ask questions. Just plunge. The Bible says he plunged into the promise and came up strong. That's how we become strong. When you plunge into his promise, strength comes. Why? Because you're not waiting upon disaster. You're waiting upon the Lord. Strength comes when you pray it upon God. Strength starts to come in your spirit. Paul prays that they might be strengthened in their inner man through the spirit of God. That they might be strengthened in their inner man through the Holy Spirit. That is his prayer for the church. How are you strengthened when you don't ask questions? When you stop going, spectating and looking at how things have failed. When you stop looking at how and asking silly questions. Let me tell you, even me, I don't know. I just know who says it. Some of you think that if God has not given you answers, if he hasn't explained how it's going to come, it's not going to come. Abraham tells you, God didn't give him a roadmap. You have GPS. <laughs> 75 old, he tells a guy, go to a place, I'll show you. Abraham goes out. He waits for a GPS. He doesn't come. He just continues walking. <laughs> if it is this side, switch the world and it comes. Are you hearing me? I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. He just walks. He doesn't reach. Some people think he reached somewhere. Then God told him, turn right. You know, some of you have been to America. GPS in America is amazing. Simanya, on three, Simanya, after in three minutes, in a hundred meters, turn Simanya left on Skidrow Street. Simanya, on 35 seconds, Simanya, turn left. Traffic is this. You should be there in 15 minutes. No, superstar walked. He reached the junction. And the promised land was this side. Are you hearing me? He reached the junction here. And the promised land was this side. He turned this way. God switched the promised land. Wow! Wow! <laughs> Why? Because when he tells you go, he doesn't tell you get a GPS. He only tells you, go! Go! And he said, these shall follow. Them which believe. He said, they shall follow. These things shall follow. Them which believe. 
That means even if the promised land is in south and I turn east, God will switch it. It's the only way you can be right when you're going the wrong way. Righteousness by faith. Yeah? Let's finish. Let's sit down for a second. The Bible says he came up strong ready for God. And the next verse says sure that God would make good on what he he had said. And the next verse says that's why it is said Abraham was declared fit before God. You're not fit before God because you're a saint. You're fit before God because you know he promised. I tell you he can't fail. And the Bible says, Abraham was declared fit before God by trusting God to set him right. But it's not just Abraham. It's also us. The same things get said about us when we embrace and believe the one who brought Jesus to life. When the conditions were equally hopeless. Next verse. The sacrifice Jesus made us fit for God. Set us right with God. By entering. Now we've gone into Romans 5. Verse 1. Give me the KJV. Or amplified. He says, therefore, being, since we are justified, acquitted, declared, righteous, and given a right standing with God through faith. He says, let us grasp the fact that we have the peace of reconciliation to hold and to enjoy. Peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ the Messiah. Because you know you're justified by faith and not works, you have peace. Because God doesn't demand anything from you. He just wants your spirit broken to yield to him. Give me the message of that. The message says, therefore, message, by entering through faith, Listen, into what God has always wanted to do for us. Set us right with him. Make us fit for him. We have it all together with God because of our master Jesus. When you believe in what he does and is supposed to do in you instead of what you're supposed to do for him, you find rest because every morning you're waiting for him to start doing. That's why you have peace. Because you don't worry. Ah, he, you remember when David had, had messed up with, uh, with, with, with Bathsheba and killed Uriah? He thought there were certain things he could do to take away the sin. He tried to take away that sin until he could no more. And out of that fear, t- sorry, that pain and fear and worry that he might lose his salvation and the spirit of God. And I hear Christians also singing it. Cast me not away from your presence of God. Take not your Holy Spirit. He said he will never leave you nor forsake you. That's, for, that's another covenant. The one you're in, in him you live, move, and have your own being. He says, I will never leave you. It was not conditioned on your goodness. It was conditioned on his goodness. He will never leave you. Now, when David messed up and killed Uriah and took Bathsheba, he tried every sacrifice for God to forgive him, and he failed until he came to the ultimate realization. Sacrifices you desire not. You don't want any sacrifice from me. He says, but that broken and contrite spirit, you shall not ignore. You need my heart. You don't need what I can do for you. You just need me to give you 
my heart. In spite of my weaknesses, you'll fix me. And the Bible says, and David served God in his generation. Even after having killed a man and doing all that nonsense, God still walked through him. And he walked out of that sin. And he went to heaven a saint. Abraham lied about his wife twice. I think he slept with, he had incest with one of his relatives. All of that stuff. But God still said, okay, after all that nonsense, I can cleanse you, get that nonsense out of you and still use you. There are people here who feel you've done too much for God to ever use you. Newsflash. There is nothing you can ever do to frustrate the promise of God upon your life. You can never change it. You can never change it. If it is of the promise, you go back to Romans 14, uh, Romans 4, uh, 3, 14. I, where, where was I? Where I began from? 4, 14, right? Give me the message of that. I read it in the Amplified. Give me the message of that. Hey, hey, hey. Uh-huh. For if they which are, message, message, message. If those who get what God gives them only get it by doing everything they are told to do and fulfilling all the, and filling in out all the right forms, properly signed, that eliminates personal trust completely and turns the promise into iron, an, an ironclad contract. That's what? That's not a holy promise. That's a business deal. Next verse. Next verse. A contract drawn up by a hard-nosed lawyer and with plain, plenty of fine print only makes sure that you'll never be able to collect. But there is no contract in the first place. Simply a promise and God's promise at that. You can't break it. There is nothing you can ever do to break what God has made up in his mind to do in you. You can't. Even in your weakness, he's going to cleanse you, separate you from that silly thing, and still use you. There is hope for any man who believes God. Even if you have screwed up in many ways, I want to tell you, God can still use you. And he will use you. God didn't come for godly people. He came to make the unrighteous godly. Somebody raise your hands. I speak in your life right now in the name of Jesus Christ. That as the entrance of his word brings light and giveth understanding to you, which is simple. I decree and I declare that this word entering into your spirit produces the results that the word speaks of. Tonight, God delivers you from personal and human effort. He delivers you from your ironclad built contracts in your head. And he tells you he's not doing a business deal with you. He's simply fulfilling a promise that he made to you and your forefathers, Abraham. I decree and I declare that whatever weakness is in your life is not stronger than what God has planned to do in your life. And I decree and I declare that what the enemy aimed for bad, my God is going to turn it into good. You who the Lord has chosen, the devil will never destroy. Even if it looks like it is too late for you to take back your weaknesses. God says, I'll not only walk you out of those weaknesses, but I'll cause you to walk righteously for your enemy's sake. Those who spoke about you and said you can never make it, you're never going to be a success, you're never going to go beyond. Even some of you, it's not people who spoke to you. It's the words you spoke to yourself. 
when you observed lying vanities and went around looking at the weaknesses, the deadness of your womb, the barrenness that your Sarah carried and, and, and the inefficiency of your old body, I decree upon your life that from today, you look at the strength of Jesus Christ. You look at what he can do and what he wants to do in your life. I decree upon your life that you're shining today and tomorrow you're shining more than you've shined ever. I decree and I declare that kings shall come to your rising. That Gentiles shall come and rise to your light. I decree and I declare that you'll not falter, you'll not fail. You'll increase and wax great. That you're established in divine health. If you're a parent here or you ought to be a parent, I decree and I declare that your children shall serve God. Their peace shall be many. In the name of Jesus Christ, they shall be taught of the Lord. The, reason, the wicked and unreasonable are going to be far from them. I speak a blessing in your businesses. I speak a blessing in your families. I speak a blessing in your marriage. I speak a blessing in your vision. I speak a blessing in your story. I speak a blessing in the anointing upon your life. Some of you, the Lord has called you for great things. I decree and I declare that that which is inside you to come out for the world to see and that they will believe that you believe the holy God. You believe the righteous God. I decree and I declare that as you continue to declare and extend forth the loving kindness, the forbearance, the forgiveness of Jesus Christ, his power will be available for you. And the Bible says, and whoso speaks the word of God, he is given an anointing without measure. You will not be limited in anointing. You will do things always beyond your ability. Every time people will look at you, they will always say, what comes out of you is way bigger than you. Give the Lord a mighty hand clap of praise. Receive it today. Say, I take it in mind. It's mine. It's mine. If you're here and you've never given your life to Christ and you say, today I want to be born again. Come and walk here. Jesus needs you. Come. Oh. Come. Oh. To Jesus I surrender Ask your neighbor if they're born again. If they are not, carry them and bring them. Relieve them. I will never and trust you. Give me two minutes only. His presence Person, please come, please come, please come, please come. Please come. Please come. Please come. There are some people I still feel you're there. May me say, Oh, 
others, please come. Just give us two minutes. Let them come. Be there to witness heaven's darlings coming to their Lord. in your heart. of you. Alright. Now you people. You're going to repeat these words after me. Say Lord Jesus. I believe in my heart. And I confess with my mouth. That you are Lord. Tonight. I accept you. As Savior. And Lord that you died for my sins and rose for my justification today I am born again say amen you are born again the message you have just heard was brought to you by Fenero Ministries International for more information contact us on telephone number 041 466 4291 or email us at at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.funero.org. Or better still, feel free to join us every Thursday for our weekly fellowships at Uma Multipurpose Hall from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. You can also catch the live stream at livestream.com slash Fenero. Fenero, make manifest. <laughs>